going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Picks and Picks Soccer Betting Podcast. Nick and Scotty here with you, and we have an unbelievable guest for you today. Very special episode. Good friend of the podcast, Charles Michelle. You know him on Twitter, at ROICapper1. One of the best in the business. A guy that his fingers must be broken because he's firing off picks all day long. Uh, he has been kind enough to join us tonight, and we are so happy to have him. Charles, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. How are you doing? Tonight? Hey, it's a pleasure. Outstanding. It's a pleasure. Excited about being on with you all. Well, we appreciate your time. We're pumped to have you here, and we know that the listeners are going to love it as well. You have a wealth of knowledge to give to us, so uh, I just want to start off as basic as possible, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how the hell did you get into this crazy thing called handicapping? especially with this ridiculous sport that we all love? Uh, well, I originally started uh, uh, handicapping the horses. So then I progressed from the horses. Um, well, actually, horses, then casinos. We got casinos in my area when I was young. So I started going to casinos, blackjack, roulette. And then around 2000, and I started noticing, because it took me a while to stumble on the sports betting. So Around 2000, I started getting into uh, sports betting, and uh, I've never looked back. So it's uh, it's been a passion of mine every stint. So every day, no days off, just a uh, it's what I do. So I wouldn't change a thing about it. I think before we go any further, we're gonna have to to know what your track of choice is for the for the horses. Well, in my area, it's a uh, Louisiana Downs, so we have the uh, Super Derby. Nice, yes, so, sir. So my yeah, uncle used it. to train horses, so. Um, I was basically raised out there, so that's my uh, my first experience of gambling. Yeah, I love it. Nick and I are, are fans of Gulfstream ourselves. Um, there you go. Placed many a wager with Gulfstream, still do to this day. Um, I think we are on first-name basis with all the jockeys these days. I'll get a text from Nick just complaining about Tyler, and I'll know exactly who yeah, he's complaining Tyler about. Tyler Gaff. I think <laughs> I'm about 0 for 50 betting that guy. Yeah. Oh, I know I, him. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's been around, yeah. Oh. You let you let him know that I'm I'm still waiting for a winner. <laughs> uh, this is awesome. So, uh, Charles, I think what what we're really interested in is you know as gamblers ourselves, um, when you're constructing a ticket, when you're putting together your your picks for or your card for a day, um, what are you looking at? Are you looking at trying to balance out odds? Are you looking at trying to uh, put together a ticket that gives you coverage throughout the day? Um, what's your kind of go-to strategy when you're when you're constructing that ticket uh, before you before you start out a day? Well, I, I generally start everything about a week in advance. I capture the information about a week in advance, then I'll monitor it up until match day. Uh, I'll watch for certain telltales, as I like to tell people, um, and then I'll make my moves. So it's certain things that you do it for so long that you start seeing things and they just pop out to you, and that's what I tell people. Master what you're good at. Don't try to overcomplicate everything, trying to be the smartest person in the room. Find what you're good at and just master that. That way, um, you know, you can look at a, a card and go through it a lot easier. Locate what uh, you think that specific match will do uh, based off experience. So um, I'm always looking at the lines. I'm always watching if they're fluctuating. I always want to make sure I get the uh, best available odds. If I can beat that, uh, uh, the night before as well but you know i incorporate a lot of live plays as well so i uh you know especially in soccer you're not going to get a goal until first 10 15 minutes that's usually the soonest that's pretty fast too so in that time you can manipulate those lines so 
in that time frame, you can shave off juice. So people cry about juice. Well, you can wait a few minutes and you can shave the juice off. Even if they score early, nine times out of ten, they might not score again for a while. So you, it'll come back around to what you're originally trying to get. So you can shave off a half a goal, a goal. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's always um, many ways to to, to break that down and, and get the best value for your card and for your plays for that specific day. But like I said, I started, I monitor it. Um, I watch the, the fluctuation. So I, I do watch the numbers as well. That doesn't tell you everything, you know, odds won't tell you everything. And people, people get it wrong too. They think just because a line goes up that that team is automatically taking money. That's not true. Odds makers, you know, that, you know, that's the goal of odds makers to balance the books, but at the same time, if odd makers feels good about a match, uh, you know they'll pull the okie doke with the uh, with the consumer as well, and they'll they'll push it and make you thinking that team's taking the money when they're not. So um, you can't always think just because the line's moving that particular team's taking the uh, the money on that particular match as well. Yeah, I have to give you credit. I think of all the cappers that I, I follow on Twitter, I think you're one of the only ones that will publish. Uh, a live bet strategy the day before a game even starts. <laughs> I've, I've noticed that you do that yes, on, I'll see it. On, a, on a pretty yeah. common basis. We'll, we'll all see you taking a, a over, you know, 0. 0.75 or one total goal in the first half live bet. And I've, I've always kind of looked at that. as like, you know, that's, it's kind of smart. You know, you, you get, you get a, a little 10 minute, you know, lead time in, you let, like you said, you let the juice settle and then you, you, you put your money down and you get a little bit better return. Hey, you avoid risk too. So if it lands on one of those, hey, if it's a 1.25 or a 1, 1.5, if you can get a one, hey, you push. I got burned too many times over the years with those 1.25s or those 1.5s. So I'll just wait it out. You know, more times than not, I can get the number that I'm looking for. So I'll lay that strategy out for um, individuals to to take advantage of. Hey, this is what I'm seeing. This is the way I would attack it. So, you know, um, follow yeah. me or not, but this is the way I uh, – I definitely see value in that particular match. No, and that's incredible insight. And, um, you know, you guys know me. I always look for those nice even numbers, right? A push is way, way better than a loss. And um, I think you said something else that really resonated with me is, you know, a lot of people we talk to, uh, a lot of people we're friends with, you know, they're they're super concerned with match day lineups, right? It's, hey, you know, what's, what's the formation going to look like? Who's going to be in the starting eleven? Uh, you know, did, did the coach's wife bang him last night and he's in a good mood? I, I definitely more so subscribe to the, hey, what's the what's the earliest possible line that's available? And if it looks good, I'll kind of figure out the rest. And um, I, I mean, sounds to me like you yep. you subscribe to numbers, that a little bit yep. more. Yeah, numbers talk to me. I mean, it's great who's in the lineup, who's playing all that. But at the same time, the numbers talk to me. I, that's what I really follow that really gives me the best guideline on how I want to attack that particular match. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, you want the best players in, of course, and you want, uh, uh, you know, them to be in the, uh, the best lineup for them to, um, to attack and to score goals as well. But at the same time, like I said, the numbers speak to me. That's really what I'm, what I take advantage of. So Charles, I think uh, one area that we're starting to really dig into more on our side and in the gambling world is, is really digging into player props. I think it's been something that we we dabble in, but we never really knew how to to pick a, a good prop versus maybe a, a low value prop. Um, you seem to do pretty well with those in, in your realm. So maybe you can help us out. You know, what's working well for you right now? Do you, do you have any advice you can give us to kind of help shape up our, our prop betting? Well, my props, I, I like a lot of the uh, both teams to score. 
Um, definitely one of the team totals. Love the team totals as well. And you see me, you know, if I just like today with the Real Madrid, it closed at what? Uh, 2.5 plus 135 in that range. Why well, I, I just sent out a live play and we took the live Real Madrid team total over 1.5. So, but then the player pop props, the uh, anytime goal scores are becoming huge as well. But you can get those live too. So you don't necessarily have to take it. So if you have a Holland going off at minus 150, you can wait 10, 15 minutes. He still hasn't scored or hasn't scored by a halftime. You can get plus money on them as well. So um, I encourage live plays as much as possible. You might have picked up on that by now, but um, yeah, props are definitely a, uh, a, a wise investment um, because I always say too, sides, I mean, sides are great, spreads are great, but you're limiting yourself, especially with the draw line included. Um, you only have a 33.3% chance of cashing on the side, whereas the total is 50-50 and props are pretty much that same range as well, which I learned over the long run, you know, sticking with totals is your, is the best way to go for me personally uh, to get a uh, long-term investment uh, return in this sport as well. So um, yeah, definitely yeah, love the props. We love, you know, I, I think, you know, anytime goal scorer props, live betting is is kind of becoming a big tool in our kit because, you know, a lot of times you can watch the game and you can kind of see which players are in it and which players are maybe a little bit off the pace for the day. Um, and I know Nick and I are, are big subscribers to the, you know, scripting of the game. Sometimes there are are matches that you're watching and you can just tell like, oh, this is going to be a game where Ronaldo pulls out a, a, a draw or a big goal at the end. Or this is a game where we can see a PK coming and we know Jorginho is going to be the guy on the on the spot for Chelsea. So let's throw a quick, you know, live bet prop on him. Um, so we are, we are definitely becoming big subscribers to the, the live bet anytime goal score prop betting right now. Absolutely. You have to be. I mean, you really have to be. It's just, I mean, you can get to some ridiculous numbers if you just wait and have a little bit of patience and you're willing to put in the time. You can get a, uh, outstanding numbers as well. Uh, I could look at like someone like Holland this weekend. He's minus 290 to score. Hmm. You know, if he hasn't scored by halftime, you know, that's going to come down significantly and he possibly could score, um, get a penalty because he takes the penalties as well. So in the second half, pick up one. But so situations like that as well. So um, at futures, that's another thing. You don't, the only time I would take a future is if it's, um, you know, large plus money like Tottenham was plus 1200, grab that one as well. And then hope um, that at worst uh, you can, you can hedge out possibly, uh, but just like Man City, um, you know, the last few years, they started slow. You could have, or even Bayern, you could have waited like the last few seasons and got them at plus money when they were, fourth, fifth, sixth in the table as well. And then they end up winning. And instead of the minus 175 that they went out to start the season, you're holding plus money for them to win the league. So um, futures are another thing that you can wait on and, and get outstanding value. Yeah, I don't think you're going to be able to get that with Manchester City this year. Uh, they look like they're off to a flying start. And I don't see yep. them slowing down anytime soon with a quick look at their schedule. You're right. Uh, speaking of the early season, um, you know, we're talking about early value in the futures, but I think a lot of time you can find maybe early value in, in just, you know, one-off, uh, you know, three-way bets because the books haven't quite caught on to who's for real and, and maybe who's not. Um, do you see any teams right now that maybe the books you think are, are a little bit off on whether they're undervalued, overvalued, or, or even if they're team total, if you think they're understating their, their offensive output at all? Um, in any league? Any league, yeah. 
If you can bet it, we'll um, we'll we'll listen. Yeah, it's still kind of early for that. Um, yeah, we'll speak again in a week or two, <laughs> and then I'll have a better. I'll okay. have a better. So follow up. <laughs> so one thing I subscribe to, Charles, and I mean, I say it as a blanket statement. I say it to the guys all the time when it hits. After the fact, I'm pretty good at that one. But I always feel like, um, you know, underdogs are, are barking early on in the year. Uh, you know, we saw yep. it across the Premier League last week. Um, you know, teams like uh, Brentford and Brighton, right, come out and pull out draws. You know, you can get a you can get an underdog, you know, plus half a goal, plus a goal and a half. A lot of times it, you know, even money or better. So um, I'm really big on that to start off the year. Um, but, you know. Again, it's not a one size fits all strategy. I just I wondered if you you had any teams that you looked for or anything. Oh like yeah, that. definitely. I I like some this weekend as well. So we'll go over that when we get to, uh, certain leagues as well. So I have a couple of dogs that definitely stick out that are getting that you know that quarter goal half start. So um, absolutely. So yeah, I think a lot of times what happens is you know you look at these these you know underdog clubs and a lot of times, especially in the Premier League, you know their starting eleven is you know, on par with most of the starting 11s up until you get to like the top three or four clubs. The reason why they're typically so deep in underdogs is they don't have the depth. Um, but early in the season, you know, legs are still fresh. Uh, there's, you know, not really any injury crises set in yet. So usually you can get a little bit more uh, bang for your buck betting on them in the first, you know, three, four weeks of the season. And then as you obviously the season gets on, the 11 start to get fatigued, you start to rack up injuries. Now they're they're going into their reserves, their U23s, and uh, that's when they start to fall off a bit more. Um, so yeah, like Nick said, you know teams like Brighton last week that you know they beat a Manchester United squad that aren't exactly in the, their peak form, but they still gave you good value. And you know Manchester United are now playing Brentford this weekend, still giving good value uh, on the road. Um, so you, there's definitely ways that you can kind of make the the underdog angle work for you if, if you look hard enough. Hey, and them underdogs too. Um, a lot of times, if they're going to cover more times than not, they're going to explore in the first half. So you can also look at those first half team titles. It's, it's another way to get in on them. And all you need them to do is score in the first half. So that's a, another angle that I look at because I can normally look and tell. I could get a pretty good idea of which team I think is going to score in that first half and cover that first half spread as well. Um, so and then a lot of times they'll get that lead and then they'll sit on it. So especially in these 2.25 matches. So um yeah, absolutely. Dogs are definitely the way to, uh, to go beginning of the season. You're right. As the season progresses, they definitely fade away. But yeah, now's really a great time to to back the dogs. Yeah. I appreciate that. My my strategy is validated. So thank you. Um, you know, one thing I want to get into, we're, we're going to fire off a ton of questions for you here. One thing that I can't wrap my head around is I've seen you bet everything, right? Europe, Asia, United States, South America. Um, you know, my first question is what are some of your favorite leagues to bet and, and why is that? Just what numbers look good to me, but of course the top five leagues are always going to be my favorite because they, they can finish. Uh, what they start. Um, if you see a specific number more times than not, they can um, obtain that. Whereas you're in the lower leagues, um, they can have, you know, 30 shots on, on goal, 15 on target and score one time. So um, top five leagues are always my favorite um, just because they can finish the, the final product uh, better than these other lower leagues. But like the USLs of the world, 
Really love that league. Um, I'm coming around to the MLS more and more as the uh, years go by. I used to not be a fan of the MLS, but it's it's becoming a, a better product. So definitely liking the MLS. Um, you know, Dutch, Eredivisie, Austria Bundesliga, um, Czech League. Um, you know, really, if the number's right and I see a number that sticks out, I'm going to monitor it, and then I'll make my move that, that day of the match. But right. sometimes I'll even shoot the night before, but more times than not, I like to wait. But if I think that it's going to – if I anticipate that line's going to climb, I'll go ahead and, and jump on it and go ahead and, and get on it the night before. And so, uh, Charles, I'm wondering, you know, we talked about top five leagues, you know, obviously being, you know, some of your favorite, but maybe do you find better value in some of those lower lower tier leagues like the Aradevsi? Are you able to find areas where – um, maybe the, the, the books aren't paying as much attention and you're seeing lines with a little bit more juice that, um, you know, you could take advantage of. Oh yeah. Of course the books can't keep up with everything. And especially with NFL starting back and, uh, college football will be starting back. You know, there's a lot of them fall through the, um, through the loop. So you can definitely, uh, take advantage of, of weak lines. You just have to know what you're looking for. So absolutely, uh, you can get the best of line, but at the same time, Got to tell people a line is just a line. Like I said, you wait a couple of minutes, you can manipulate that line. So it can be anything you want it to be after a couple of minutes. So people freak out. Oh, the juice is this. Hey, in two minutes, that juice will go down, you know, 20 points. So, you know, if you want to take that route, you definitely can. So, so you seem like you're a very much by the numbers guy. I mean, do you have teams that you know, you might bet on more often than not because you've had success with them and you, you maybe develop a bit of an emotional attachment towards them? Or are you just looking at numbers, you know, through and through? And if the lines you like them, you'll bet them. And if you don't, you'll just leave them alone. Yeah, absolutely. I don't get emotionally attached to any team. So I, um, if the numbers speak to I'll roll with it. So, but you, you know, you're always going to have your Bayerns and your Manchester cities and your Liverpools on uh, your PSGs and your Barcelonas and Real Madrid's. Um, so you, of course you're going to back them more times than not and in different yeah. type of ways, but, um, but more times than not, the numbers will, will talk to me and, and tell me which way I, I need to go to, to, to gain a profit for that day. I think that explains why you've had the longevity and success over 22 years, because sure. as Nick and I can, can tell you, we, we will get, when we get burned by a team, we get burned by a team and they, they come off the list. Uh, I don't care what the numbers say, fool me what? once, shame on you, <laughs> fool me twice, shame on me. So maybe that's why you're, you've been doing this for 22 years. And, you know, Nick and I may have to take a, a lesson out of your book in order to, to make it that long ourselves. Yeah, there's always next week. Yeah, they uh, and then, <laughs> then that's the public perception. So public perception is big in this sport as well. Just like you know, people will be down on Manchester United this week, so they're coming in. One, I mean, you don't see Manchester United even money. So even on like sides, I mean, but still um, against Brentford, yeah, Brentford's nice, but still, I mean, it's so people will be high on Brentford. People will be high on Brighton. Um, people will be high on specific teams that had a. Uh, a good showing the week before, and then you'll look to back that team that, that didn't do so well the following weeks. So uh, you can really take advantage of public's perception as well. I agree. Um, so obviously, you know, you talk about all the research and the work that you put in. I think we're, we're fortunate. I mean, you know, you tell me if I'm wrong, but I'm guessing today compared to 22 years ago, uh, the wealth of information that's available is, is got to be night and day, right? But it's, it's incredible. Um, you know, 
you mentioned a lot of these lower leagues, a lot of these other countries, it's impossible to know every team to, to watch all these teams. You know, you, you mentioned two leagues where if I could name 10 teams total, I'd be impressed with myself. So uh, how is it that you, you know, throw that dart and, and land on a, you know, a PSV or, or a Feyenoord or somebody like that in, in the Netherlands? Like what, you know, what is it about uh, that? As soon as those numbers come out, I, I look for certain telltales and then I'll just monitor it that, that week and then see if it, it moves the way I want it to move. Um, goes the, you know, um, you know, I have what I'm looking for. So, and that's why that gets back to finding what you're good at, concentrating on that and just being the best that you can. Like I can find goals. So I stuck to that. I've tried everything. I used to, I got so mad. I used to get beat on those stoppage time goals with, um, taking the, uh, on the three-way line so sure. i just started finding what i was good at and started concentrating on that that way i could go through a card that much faster look for what i'm looking for those particular matches will stick out and just monitor them throughout the week and then make my moves a day or so or the day of the match as well so um like i tell people I mean, just make it as easy as possible on yourself don't try to reinvent the wheel just be the best you can at it if you're good at finding winners Stick with finding winners. You know, if you're good at finding unders, stick with unders. And I don't care how many times you do it, just stick with it. It's I'm not in this for the uh, thrill of it and just to be a gamer. I'm in it for uh, a long-term return on investment. So um, gambling is fun. It's great to win. But at the end of the day, uh, I definitely want to show a profit at the end of the day, at the end of the week as well, at the end of the month, at the end of the year. Yeah, you got to pay the bills, right? You can't just be out Absolutely. here throwing darts. Like I, I think Nick said, throwing darts. And I feel like it's hey, a man. disservice to what you do. And you, yeah. like you're throwing <laughs> darts. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you're looking at the numbers and, and the air devsy that deeply, I think uh, there's there's better terminology here than throwing darts. That's uh, that's more of a science than no this, disrespect uh, <laughs> intended. Oh, no. Oh. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's great that we're chat chatting with you right now. Um, obviously this weekend we have Serie A is back. That's one of our, our favorite leagues. So, uh, do you have any teams right now that you're keeping an eye on in Syria that is that, you know, you think are, are going to turn some heads and, and maybe make some money if, you know, betting either betting them either on the money line, or if you think that you can, you know, take advantage of them on the, on a team total. Uh, I definitely love enter. That's. I definitely love them. That's going to be my money maker. Plus, enter. There's so many different ways that you can uh, you can invest in them. I love them as corner team. I love certain teams for corners. Enter because they create so many chances, and sometimes they have a hard time finishing. And then um, by doing that, they create a, a plenty of corners. Yeah, Manchester City, Liverpool, um, PSG, um, Barcelona. Um, Bayern, those are some some teams that I'll just steadily ride for corners as well. But I definitely like Inter a lot. Um, not sure about AC Milan. I'm, I'm interested to really see how week one goes as well. I think uh, Sesswallow will probably be a little bit weaker, even though I've grown very fond of them. Like I was telling Nick a few years ago, if you go back five, six years ago, they were probably one of the boringest teams in Serie yeah. A. They were like one zero 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 type <laughs> matches. Oh, yeah. um, but since it's like an overnight switch next thing you know they're scoring two three goals a match so um definitely interested in them i think uh, i'm not sure about atalanta they look like they may be um going back <laughs> how long you got because scotty yeah i'm out on atalanta we talk about yeah. getting emotionally burned by teams atalanta has burned me 
one too many times in the last four or five months. I think they're on the downswing this year. I really do. Um, I think they're a lot thinner than they have been and injuries have been of concern. Um, So I just don't know that they're going to pop in three, four goals, you know, like they were every other game, I feel like. So I think Jim, that's why I think Sam Doria has a good chance of covering um, as a home dog as well. That's a tough place to go play. So I think that's a, uh, uh, at worst, we could see a draw in that one and Sam Doria covers on match day one. So um, definitely, um, but like you said, I, I really like that energy. I'm going to ride them this year. This um, They're a good scoring both half type of teams, uh, type of um, um, team. Yep. And um Several different ways, but so, then they incorporated um three player props. I don't know how much Jekko is going to play, but then you have Martinez and Lukaku up top, so those are anytime goal scores as well. So, um, several different ways to look at um, so I that th- interesting. We rode two things that you said that make me feel really good about my my life choices. Uh, we rode them with corners a bunch last year. That I mean, for all the reasons you said, right? They generate a lot of offense. And uh, we did really well with the team totals on Inter. I think um, September through like December, almost into January last year, they scored two goals in every single game. You know, towards towards the break, uh, the books caught on a little bit, and you know, the line was one, you know, minus one eighty, minus one ninety. But early on in the year, um, they were like almost even money for that team total one and a half, and it was dynamite back. Yeah, absolutely. Love their team titles. Roma, I think Roma's going to be a lot better this season as well. Another full season under Mourinho, I think they're going to be a better team. And, you know, you look at Abraham, I think to uh, to win the Golden Boot, what is he like, 25 yeah. to 1? Yeah, Nick called that one out. I, so I yeah. locked him in at plus 1,500 a couple weeks ago. Oh, it's a 1,500. Okay. Plus 1,500, yep. And 1500. That, is, that is in the future's vault. I thought it was higher than that. It might have come down, um, but yeah, that I like. I like that Roma team. I think they'll compete for a top four. I think he um, it's not going to settle for a uh, top six as well. Lazio's Lazio. Uh, they're going to score, but they're going to give up a bunch of goals. Um, and like I said, um, Juventus. We'll see how Juventus. You know, um, a lot of people like them in the moves that they made, so we'll definitely see. Um, they're always frustrating to say the least. They'll frustrate you because they'll create a bunch of chances that you cannot score and uh, play down to the level of their opponents. So um, definitely Juve is another team to watch. So um, for you to start out the season, but Inter would be my uh, team right now that I'd definitely back to, to win the league as well. All right. You heard it here first. Get your futures in on Inter while you still can. Love it. So, yeah, you mentioned Inter. Um, I, I know, you know, we, you talked about a number of teams. We appreciate that. Is there um, any one type of bet, any prop, any live bet, anything that seems to work out in Italy better than it does in other leagues? Or is it just kind of you're going week by week, game by game situation? Yeah, it's just week by week. It's They've changed so much. It used to be an under league. Now it's a goal league. And they've yeah. switched places with La Liga. Um, so yeah, it's definitely week to week because you can find different ways to, uh, to take advantage of that, uh, a particular match. So, um, 
But it's crazy how Serie A has evolved from what they were because it was the boringest league. And then, like I said, La Liga used to be wide open. It was the funnest league. But then all of a sudden, you know, you're seeing totals of 1.75s and 2s. Yep. Yeah, you see a 1.75, it's ridiculous. So, um, yeah, it's just week to week what I can see um, to take advantage of. So you definitely want to look at the gold market, though, in Serie A. That's something I thought I would never say, but um, it's definitely become a, a higher-scoring league. Awesome. Well, Charles, I think you you gave us a, a wealth of knowledge in a short amount of time. Um, you know, we, we appreciate your outlook on everything. Uh, is there anything else you want to mention to any of the listeners, any, anything else we should be looking out for as the season uh, starts to take off? Um, you know, every, like I said, everything is week to week, just play it week to week. Don't try to, um, you know, try to look too far ahead. Like I said, I do everything week to week. So um, you stay in that time frame, you'll be fine. And like I said, Keep it simple. Don't try to overthink it. If you try to overthink it, do all these exotic plays, everything else, I mean, stick with what you're good at and you'll be fine. All right. The last thing I'll ask you, 22 years in the game, coming from the, one of maybe the most volatile things you can get bet on with the horses, transitioning into this, how do you keep a level head, man? How do you, how do you really, like – keep your cool after a bad beat, after a bad day, after maybe even a bad week. Not that I've seen you have one of those. I just know there's always tomorrow. It's always tomorrow. I don't try to get too high or too low, even though I'll get excited, but I always know there's tomorrow, um, the next day. That's the great thing about this industry. It's not, you know, it's not a one day thing. You always have tomorrow in this industry. And that's what I try to tell people as well. So um, that's what, keeps me level-headed as well so i um i always know hey if i took a bad beat i like this match tomorrow hey if this if um if there was an uh, they play twice in the return fixture they did bad they didn't do what i thought they would do in the the first leg we'll double up and we'll go on in the second leg because i think more times than not it's going to go the way that i thought it would so um always tomorrow philosophy awesome well thank you again for spending time with us tonight for this dynamite back and forth, all of the information you shared with us and with our listeners, as mentioned, you could find Charles on Twitter at ROI capper one. Keep those mentions, keep those alerts on because it's firing away all day long, win after win. Charles, thank you again. Yeah, we have some Europa conference league up right now as well. So I went ahead and got those out. So I, uh, you can obviously see I anticipate blowouts. So you can kind of see what I'm thinking just based off of my um, the type of plays. I, I think both of those could easily be 4-0, 5-0 type of matches. But you could also look at the uh, both teams to score no and over 2.5 prop as well because I'm not – I don't think the visitors in either one of those matches score. So that's another good prop that, that people can look at as well as those both teams to score no and over 2.5 because more times than not you get – plus money or even even money if it's a uh, a large total and a large favorite. Amazing. Well, Charles, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. We really enjoyed having you on and sharing some of your insights and giving some advice. Uh, we look forward to making money with you all season long. That's going to do it for this episode of Kicks and Picks Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like, and review. Uh, we'll be back again on Thursday with our usual weekend preview and our hat trick of picks. I appreciate you guys listening in and uh, we'll see you next time.